If you haven't experienced something yourself, can you truly and deeply be able to empathize and help someone through that? For example, if you've never experienced the pain and challenge of addiction, can you help someone overcome addiction? You've never been dealt the huge blow of the loss of someone close to you in your life. Can you help someone who's grieving? As a social worker, a clinical social worker um, and therapist, this is something that I'm asked about. And it's something that over the course of my career thus far, I've, I've put a lot of thought into. And it's really, it's not a simple yes or no kind of question. So just before I dive in with my own strong opinions about it, because as you will learn about me, if you choose to continue with this fun podcast journey, um, I do have some pretty strong opinions. But before we get into that, let's kind of go through some of the pros and cons. So the pro, the pros I think a lot of people could list off. If you've been through something, you can understand the experience in a way that is really unique. You could say, oh yeah, I've been an addict. I know what it's like. I've been through the recovery process. I know how hard that could be. I know how lonely it could feel. I know, you know, I know how hard it could be to be hanging out with friends and not be able to have that drink and everyone else is drinking, right? There's a lot of that really hands-on knowledge to be able to empathize, which can be very validating. Also, you can be an amazing example, right? Like, wow, this, you know, this therapist lost a loved one and look how successful he is. I feel like, wow, even though I'm right now in the depth of my loss and dealing with it, I am, he's a positive example of how I can move forward. Okay, so I think that any of us can sit around talking about why it's great when someone has gone through something um, to be able to then help other people. I want to take a minute and talk about the con side of it. So you'll hear me talk about this a lot. Um, in social work training and in therapy training, we talk a lot about boundaries. We talk a lot about how to make the distinction between, hey, this is me and that's my client. These are my problems. Those are my client's problems. I am going home, getting in my car. End of the day, I'm walking into my own house and I'm leaving everyone's stuff in the car and we're leaving it in the office. Tomorrow when I go in, I'll pick back up where I left off. So those boundaries are something that that constantly take work because it's natural to not. <laughs> it's natural to not have those boundaries. And so there's a lot of conscious effort that goes into maintaining them. When, when you've been through something, really, really deep something, and now you're working with individuals who are going through that same thing, it can be a little challenging to continue to have that good distinction of like you versus me, your struggle versus my struggle, my pain, your pain, right? You know, especially let's say 
you've lost a parent and now you're working with a client who's lost a parent, it can be really challenging to hold back from maybe saying, I know how you feel, which because that's really not helpful because most of the time, because to really over identify or say, I know how you feel can be really invalidating because no one, you never really know how anyone feels. And so that's just like a micro example of how you could end up basically projecting your own experience onto your client, right? Let's say, let's go back to the substance abuse. Okay, you were you were using a substance and you hit rock bottom, you overdosed, woke up in the hospital, your family was devastated and you're like, you know what, this is it. I cannot do this anymore. You realize the pain you're enduring, the pain everyone around you is enduring and you commit, you get clean, do 12-step meetings and moved on with your life and now you're helping people in the substance abuse field, right? So what happens when you then end up working with clients who have a very different path? Their family forced them into treatment, perhaps, and they have not had that epiphany that you had. And so while your story may have been a bit more linear, their story might be have a lot more just ups and downs in recovery, relapse, in recovery, relapse. And so it may be frustrating because you did that really hard work to claw your way out of the pit of addiction. And now your client is just not getting it. And so in a certain way, having had been through it, there's an even stronger feeling and it could be more challenging to take a deep breath and let that person's stuff be their stuff and your stuff be your stuff. So I think that also we tr- you may rely too much on your own story versus just really trying to understand the client's story. So I think that, I mean, we can really delve into both sides of it, but I just kind of wanted to give some background before I share my thoughts and feelings about it. For me, I entered the field really young before I even got to truly experience adulthood and life and the pain that comes along with life. And I had a lot of insecurities at first. You know, I've never been through this. How can I support someone through it? And as I grew professionally, I really learned how to just empathize and and be able to create a vision in my mind to try to get into the mindset and the feeling of the individual I was working with. And so I worked in the medical field. And when I would have a new client come in, newly diagnosed with end-stage renal disease, newly on dialysis, not sure what's going on, life is overturned, so much turmoil, so challenging. They feel so overwhelmed. They're on Now they're on disability, leaving on leave from work, worried about how they're going to support their family. I've never been on dialysis, thank God. But I feel that I truly did my best to try to imagine what these individuals were dealing with and approach them with kindness, patience, and understanding 
that I felt was the best way to establish a relationship and help them feel supported. And I continued to do that through my career, do my best to understand, to try to understand where someone's coming from, even without having been through it myself. And this is what it comes down to. And I've really thought about it a lot. Pain and suffering are universal. Everyone experiences pain and suffering in some form. It comes in different shells, different cases. This case could look like a breakup. This case could look like a death of a loved one. This case is a disability. This case is a medical issue, right? There's different ways that this pain and suffering is packaged. But at the heart of it is that universal experience of pain. And so for me, I can say, as a human being who has experienced pain, who has experienced suffering, I can tap into that and use that to establish empathy for my clients. So it's okay if I wasn't on dialysis. It's okay if I didn't lose someone very dear to me. It's okay if I haven't struggled with addiction. I've been in pain. And so when I listen to my client as they talk about the pain and the suffering and the sadness they experience, I can truly be with them, not through having been through it, but through connecting through having experienced pain and it being just in a different form. And I want to end with something that I think is really interesting and kind of ties this whole thing together. (laughs) I worked in a children's hospital and I helped parents with children who had medical issues and special needs and moms who struggled with self-care and moms who and dads who were in the ICU with their child and worried, parents who were waiting for a diagnosis. And when I was with these parents, I truly sat with them and I felt that I did my best to establish that connection and I was very pleased with what we were able to work on together. Fast forward, and I gave birth to a child with medical issues. And I went through a lot of the experiences that the parents who I supported went through, waiting for genetic test results, being in the hospital, not knowing what's going on, feeling worried, struggling with self-care when managing your kids' needs. And you know what? When I think back to my role as a social worker with those same parents, okay, and now I've been through it, what would I change? What would be different now that I actually know what a lot of that feels like? Guess what? Nothing would change. There is nothing I would change. If anything, I think it might be harder for me not to like blurt out stuff about my own experience or to say, yeah, this is really rough. I have experienced it, right? 
So the only thing that I can imagine being different is not in a way that would benefit the families, more just stuff that would I would be wanting to say. So I feel like I can't speak for every case. I'm not an example for every single thing out there. But I, I, it's kind of cool to have directly experienced this and to be able to think I really wouldn't have done anything differently. I feel that there is that way to be truly compassionate and empathetic without having been through that specific experience. Thank you so much to those of you who are listening, following along for this Hope While You Cope journey. And I am excited to see where it goes. So if you are interested in a video version, I have all of these episodes on video on YouTube. um, And you can email me with any questions or feedback at hopewhileyoucope at gmail.com. All right, see you next time.